Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Good Tuesday to you. This is Jeffrey Tiefertiller back with another Service Management Leadership Podcast. Today's topic is change management, change enablement for UITIL4 folks. Specifically, I'd like to talk about emergency changes. I put a poll recently, it was a few weeks ago, out on LinkedIn, just asking, should emergency changes require an approval from change management before implementation? And let me set this up a little bit. I've been places, large, large places, that I think were still backwards in that they required a C task on the change original change. So there was really no record of what had been tried or attempted and what hadn't. And it was a big mess for the config people as well as everybody else just to understand what had gone on. So I, I'm very much an advocate for every emergency change having a change record. So now let's talk about approvals. I know some organizations are perfectly fine having that approval be after the fact. I know others that force change management to be involved, which may slow up, may not, depends on how things are handled or delegated, but change management to be involved and approved. Let me give the rationale for this last scenario. Why should change management be involved? Let's say your emergency change is at midnight, whatever time zone you're in. And on the change schedule, there's two other changes to go in tonight. Wouldn't you want somebody to be looking out for those other changes so they're not disruptive to this emergency change that's trying to restore? There's a lot of value in doing that. Hopefully, I articulate that well. But I also see that if you are very strict on having the one change manager and you pull them out of bed, that that could be a bottleneck and slow down your speed to delivery. So let's talk about the poll. On that question, I had roughly 50% of the people say, yes, change management needs to be involved. 25% said, nope, change management does not need to be involved. And 25% said, sometimes yes, sometimes no. We had a big sample, over 150 votes. So it's not statistically viable, but it's a good sample. So let's now talk about that. Whether or not your organization requires pull the change manager out of bed or not is up to you. However, it is my belief, and I feel it pretty passionately, that somebody has to represent change management. It could be on the, somebody from incident, could be somebody from the knock. It could rotate depending on what time of day or night it is and what day of the week. But somebody has to put on the change hat and represent those other changes and approve that that change request. 
It could even be a functional line manager that's, that gives a text message. But somebody's got to own the fact, in my opinion, somebody has to own the fact that they are responsible for this change, not something's already down. That's why you're putting in an emergency. Somebody's got to own the fact that we're not creating more chaos. I personally like to separate it out from incident just because it's hard for that same person to wear both hats. Incident is how do we restore quickly, quickly, quickly. Change is, did you get your testing done right? Now, you're, do you have the resources? Are you sure that this is the configuration item and you're not going to blow up this other change that's going in at the same time? Those are totally different viewpoints. But I can understand why in some organizations, that's the best option. And by the way, that's really how it is, isn't it? In most organizations, we get way away from, you know, this is the right thing to do, to, hey, of all of our choices, this is the best option. And so I'm encouraging you to think of it that way because we need to avoid the Goldilocks principle where it has to be just right. No, we have to do what's best for our organization at this time, knowing it could change in the future. All right, to summarize, every emergency change try needs a change request. We need to understand what, what code went into the system. We need to know what we've done first and foremost. Now, how do those get approved? Somebody has to represent change management. And there's another reason why change management needs a represent a representative. And that's for regulatory. One of the things that people don't understand about change is that segregation of duty that's needed in the U.S. for publicly traded companies for SOX or you may have SOC or some other type of regulatory where you need that segregation of duty. Change management ensures that by saying person that approved the test results isn't the one who, who developed the solution. Okay, we're good to go. And so if you bypass all that, you are opening yourself up for some regulatory issues if it's frequent. Sure, if it's occasionally, nobody's really going to say anything. But you have to think, what is the best for our organization at this time, knowing that there may not be a perfect solution? And that's okay. This is Jeffrey T. Fertiller. Thank you for listening. Uh, you could tell I'm passionate about change management, as I think that's where most of the risk to every organization, it comes through change. That's where disruption, that's where outages come from. So let's try to solve those. I ask that you will follow our LinkedIn company page. Let me know if service management leadership can help your organization. Check out some of our other podcasts if you're new. But I do thank you all for your support and hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Bye.